0: Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening
1: to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Respect the Grind with Stefan Arnio. This is the show where we interview people who achieve mastery and freedom through discipline. We interview entrepreneurs, athletes, authors, artists, real estate investors, anyone who's achieved mastery and examine what it took to get there. Today on the show, we got my brother from another mother. It's Randy Gage. Now, He and I were on a movie some years ago called The Treasure Map. So the name came on my counter. Bang, celebrity today, ladies and gents. He's an entrepreneur, author, New York Times best-selling author, which is not very easy to do these days. Randy, welcome to the show, Respect the Grind. Thanks for joining me.
0: Hey, I love the whole vibe, Respect the Grind, perfect title. Happy to be here.
1: Well, I'm glad, man. You know, we had a Navy SEAL sniper on the show, uh, Tom Shea, famous sniper. And he said- He's like, I love Respect the Grind. I'm like, dude, it's like sans fee with the Marines, you know, like you got to have some cool stuff to say. So I appreciate having you here. Now, I got to ask Randy, um, you know, you're hitting hard. You're telling me in the green room before we get started about how hard your new book's hitting. Tell us about your new book that's coming out right now. And uh, let's sell some books for you, man. Let's just sell.
0: <laughs> that's right. I need the money.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, dude, let's, let's, get, let's get Randy a new
0: floor house. Let's sell some books. <laughs> So I wrote a book in 1996 called How to Build a Multi-Level Money Machine. It's mm. for people in network marketing, you know, MLM, direct selling. So that book, published it myself, it is not, it's a couple million copies now. Oh my god. 20 some languages, four different editions, 20 wow. 25 printings. And so I was thinking, you know, uh, and I've done just most of my my more recent books are just for j- entrepreneurs in general. Right. And uh, I thought, you know, I need to go back and do a fifth edition because so much has changed with social media and mobile apps and government regulations have changed and all that. And I just want well, to, I'm excited about it. And then I thought I should, I should just start with a blank canvas and, mm write it as I would today. I'm a much better writer now. I've made millions of dollars in that business. I've got, you know, 30 years experience. So I just started from scratch and the result this is just a galley proof, but it's it's called direct selling success and then instead of from A to Z, I went from
1: Amway <laughs> to zombies. i going to a gong for that. <laughs> no, first gong of the day for the zombies. You know, I didn't dude. know we were getting zombies on the show. <laughs> I didn't know we were having. Everybody happy. likes zombies, right? Yeah, well, dude, zombies just, are hot right now on Netflix. It's all zombie shows. Oh, my God, it is. And it's like there's all these MLM
0: zombies who just, they've been in 29 different deals, and they just keep bouncing from one to the other, and they're, front-loading people and, you know, sketchy practices. And I'm like, we got to get rid of those people. We got to drive them out of the business and, and, you know, build a system for people who want to build a legitimate company with a solid customer base, do the business yeah. the right way. So that's the book I wrote. And it ended up, it's more than 73,000 words, which is wow. that's the a big longest book, you... book I've ever read, I've ever written. And, um, 18 chapters and I'm just real excited. So it doesn't come out till
1: July. So I got to Go ask Randy, I got to ask though, cause I'm just on the uh, edge. I'm on the edge of my seat hearing about yeah. this book. I got to ask about, you know, the, the MLM direct sales business and getting the scummy guys out, dude, I'm, I'm doing the same thing with my brand. I got, this is my new brand, Black Card University. And I'm in the real estate education space, selling. You know, mostly we're training uh, real estate investors. That's a scummy business, it's like drug dealing. It's like prostitution. It's it's so dirty. And I'm I'm the clean guy in this business. We got this beautiful magazine with all the case studies, testimonies of students, very high success rate. Why is the MLM business or the direct sales? Why is it full of all these scummy bad practices that give the thing a bad name? Because, dude, I I personally. You know, I respect MLM guys. I know a couple of guys who killed it in MLM. I personally don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole for the very reason you just talked about there. Can we talk about that for a second?
0: Yeah, love to. Here's the thing. It started as very much a blue-collar thing. Right. Like me, I'm a high school dropout, right? I became right. A, a multimillionaire in network marketing. I didn't know anything about money management. I didn't know anything about investing. I didn't know anything about business. I just knew I hated being broke, and I wanted to become wealthy. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Gong right there. All right. So I did that, and but like a lot of people, in this, I didn't have the sophistication. I didn't have education. I didn't. So that's what's happened. We've we've attracted, or we did in the seventies, eighties, nineties, a lot of blue collar, unsophisticated people, mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, they're making $25,000 a month, $35,000 a month. And, yep. you know, it's the old nouveau rich stereotype thing. Yep. And, and the truth is, you know, any even sophisticated people, when you start talking about incomes from twenty-five dollars to two hundred dollars month, you're going to attract some snake oil salesmen. You're going to attract, oh, yeah. some, you know, some sketchy people. Because it's stupid money, right? Um, <laughs> you know, it's residual income, monthly. So, um, and, and, you know, some of it is well-meaning. They're just, you know, they've read all these books of fake it till you make it. And, you know, you look at, you got people there out there, they're renting a Ferrari for a day and running and doing a photo shoot and putting it on Instagram. And they don't understand that the only people you're going to impress with that are just People that you don't want in your team, right? You're looking for brilliant people. You're looking for dynamic people. And they're not going to buy into that. But people don't know any better. So this book is going to really expose the parasites and the zombies and the junkies. And I think it's going to be great for the profession, for the people who really understand. the Because there's, I mean, it's billions of dollars in income.
1: And sales, right? Billions with a B and it's multi billions. Like what is the MLM yeah. industry? It's massive, 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 mass-
0: massive. I mean, Avon direct selling. Avon is like a 10 billion Amway's eight or 9 billion. Um, there's a lot of multi-billion dollar companies and they, I mean, I, I built a team of 200,000 people around the world. Right. And in, in the last program I built and a lot of them were, I mean, peasants in Peru, people who rode bikes to the meetings in Singapore, uh, homemakers, students, people that like me, who were not going to get rich probably any other way. Right. They weren't slick dudes
1: wearing suits, just normal people.
0: Right. So I'm a big proponent of that. And, And, you know, and I love real estate like you. My big three are real estate, information, entrepreneur, and direct selling because all three Allow you to practice leverage. And leverage is the the wonder of the universe, the eighth, ninth wonder of the world, whatever we want to call it. I
1: I gotta I gotta grab that. I'm just gonna write that down. You got information, direct selling, real estate. You know what's funny, man? That's exactly what we're launching here at Black Card. It's information, direct selling, and real estate. I'm like, those are the exact same things. Like, dude, we're on a wavelength right now, me and you. We're like, (laughs) we're like dialed in. So so Randy, I mean it's interesting. Uh I love I love the message by the way. Like I I'm a full supporter of the message and dealing with the right people. We've we've migrated from a it's been a buyer buyer beware world, you know, in the 80s, 90s, 70s, 2000s where, you know, slimy vacuum salesmen come knock on your door and sell you a vacuum for too much money. And now we're in a seller beware world where there's social media and you can't really you know, the, the Ferrari people who rent the Ferrari for a day and the people who rent the plane for a day, they get found out. Why why are we in a different world now with seller beware versus buyer beware? You know, let's say in the nineties or the eighties.
0: Well, everything has changed because social media and the internet. Everybody's right. gonna face channel conflict. Everybody's gonna face what well, people don't understand. They they hear about disruption. They think they understand the internet, but they really don't have a clue how much the internet is going to blow up every business model in the world, every industry. Right. So if you take like direct sellers, I'm, I'm on a, a, a different, I was being doing a TV show with someone and he says, uh, well, you know, we have all these personal people in direct selling and they have customers and they sell vitamins. And, you know, what do you think the biggest challenge is? <laughs> so I turned to this little device next to me and I said, Alexa, I want to buy a vitamin. <laughs> one moment. Showing the top results for vitamin. All right. Based Alexa, your history. Alexa, buy number one. Order placed. Your total is $17.01. After $3 in discounts and credits, it will arrive by Saturday, March 9th. If you'd like, I can notify you when your deliveries arrive. Would Holy you like sh- non delivery notifications? No. No problem. If you change your mind, check settings in the Alexa app to enable shipping updates. All right. So. I'm getting shows, to, man. I'm I getting yet, and he's just gobsmacked. He's like, "I said that's the biggest problem that everybody in the business is going to face is if you don't know how to compete with that, you're dead meat." Right. And everybody watching this right now, ninety percent of them are saying, "Oh, but yeah, but that's not me. I'm so unique." My, what people don't understand is. The internet makes Coke in danger of going out of business. Nike, General Mills, General Motors, the biggest brands on earth. Because anytime there's a, like, think of all your your guys who are watching this who are in real estate and you're killing it now because you're buying all those Zillow leads and you're such a good conversion ratio. Well, you don't think Zillow is going to cut you out of just cut you off at the knees at some it's point. It's
1: going to try as hard as it can to do that. And that's the, that's the question is who's going to win, the machine or the man in that race? And you're right. In that
0: dude. race, Zillow's going to win and they're going to win and drive 98% of the agents out of business.
1: Yeah, good thing I'm not an agent. Percent. Shit, that's a bad game, dude. <laughs> that's.
0: But every, and, and so And they're doing this already. There are people yeah. buying direct on Zillow without agents. That's already yeah. happening. That's going to yeah. happen more and more. But there'll be 2%, 5% that have built their own personal brand Right. And they've built their own personal relationship with their clients and their customers, just like those vitamin salesmen in direct selling. If they really are going to somebody's house once a month and they know their kids and they know that uh, the daughter plays soccer and she needs a sports supplement and they know the mother is trying to lose weight and they've got a customized product blend for her and they're given this incredible personal service they're gonna survive the Echo devices and the Google Homes and the Siri and all of that stuff. But 95% of them are gonna be roadkill. And this is, Mm. whether they're car people, copier salesmen, I mean, do you, you don't think Bezos is sitting in Washington right now saying, well, God, we sell 40 million cases of Coke a year.
1: Let's smash them. We
0: create Jeff's Cola amazon maybe, cola yeah maybe we'll get 20 million of those 40 million because we can price it cheaper because we own the the drones the warehouse the computers the you know the.
1: um so it's channel content. you know randy his name isn't bezos it's lord bezos now yeah, is. <laughs> lord zuckerberg and lord bezos you're gonna i saw this great meme it said you know your amazon fridge has locked you out because of that homophobic comment <laughs> you made last night at dinner <laughs> and you have to ask lord bezos if you can eat again and i'm like dude that's like five years away right now listen that you need to give yourself a gong on that (laughs) bro i know i know and i'm like dude i better not make that homophobic comic dinner because like actually like you know i don't know if you've seen that video there's another crazy video on the internet it's these drones they're dropping from a military plane and they're like it's like an iPhone with a bomb on it and a propeller. Yeah, and yeah. it's a facial I did see that. I did drone. see that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you know they're selling this weapon on a TEDx talk or something. It's a fake video, but they're like, right. we can wipe out the bad half of a city. All the people who vote left or right, we can target their faces using Twitter. And these drones will sit there. They're solar powered for twenty-five million. Wipe out the bad half of a city, leave the good half. I'm like, holy, shit. you can build that drone right now for like five hundred bucks or eight hundred bucks. It's the cost of an iPhone with dynamite on it. And I'm like, shit, dude, like this is already crazy, man. Like we're not even, I haven't seen anybody build that drone, but they might be using it. But you think about it, it's like, whoa, like I don't even know what you do now. Like this is a completely different game. Like human beings, we can't even see the curve anymore. We see in lines and it's going in exponential curves right now. I wrote a book
0: like five years ago called Risky is the New Safe. And I was predicting the ascent of Uber and Brexit and Airbnb, cool. cloning, CRISPR technology, um, smart refrigerators, all. And I, when I wrote that book, people, they just thought I was crazy. Right. And cryptocurrencies. I was predicting all this stuff. What right. people don't understand uh, is, and I'm not a futurist. I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm just a guy who likes to make money. Right. And what people don't understand is that the, the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed yet. Right. So like I saw the blockchain was here. So I knew cryptocurrency was going to happen. I knew other stuff was going to happen with that. You know, we know you look at trends and you say, is this a cyclical trend like real estate up and down or is it a linear trend? If we say is broadband going to continue to get all across the world? That's a linear trend. We know it's not going to move in. If we say, is the cost of broadband going to keep going down? Answer is yes. Just like air, water, it will soon, right? So when you see a a linear trend, and then you say, is this a hard trend or is it a soft trend, right? Right. Uh, You know, an Elvis impersonator or Pokemon Go is a soft trend but a hard trend is something like the broadband access. So when you see a hard trend and a linear trend, that tells you where the future is gonna be. So then, Mm -hmm. if you wanna get after the grind, as all your guys, your viewers and listeners do, you say, okay, so what are the problems gonna be caused by it? So like, for instance, you're in real estate, you're an investor, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of real estate people on. One of the things I wrote in that book was, hey, what is the price of ocean floor real estate going to do to the price
1: of ocean front real estate? Oh, but I'm going to gong that bro. I got, I'm getting (laughs) chills. Yeah. Yeah. Because I
0: wrote in the book that listen, in your lifetime, you're going to have the opportunity to buy a house on the floor of the ocean with coral reef and octopi swimming by. So I'm doing radio and TV and interviews for the book. And they're like, do you really believe everyone's going to? And I'm like, that's the wrong question. The, right. And if you ask the wrong question, the you answer the doesn't answer. matter. Right. right. So the question, real question is, what would the price of lake floor real estate do to the price of lakefront real estate? Right. I said, you're going to be able to vacation on the moon. Right. They'd say, Do you really believe we're going to be able to take a vacation on the moon? I'm like, wrong question again. Better question is who owns the moon?
1: Well, you know what I've been thinking too. Yeah, exactly. People are selling titles on the moon, which is crazy. What I've been thinking about Randy in real estate as a real estate guy is what happens when, you know, we've got a real, really weird thing. We got IQs demands on IQ are going up. You need smarter and smarter people for jobs, mm-hmm. but somehow people are getting dumber. So IQs are going down. So there's a gap. Number one, what do you do with those people? That's a scary question. Second question that I find to be very interesting at the real estate is people are you know, trending to smaller and smaller properties. The mini mansions are coming out, which are luxury small mansions. People are getting micro units. They can't afford to live mm-hmm. in a 2,000 mm-hmm. square foot home. And I'm thinking, what's going to happen when virtual reality comes out and you rent a closet where you hook up a diaper? So you pee and poo in this diaper. You live in a closet. You're getting bed in a tube and you just stay in your vr all day and you pay your you, you do your internet credits and it, you don't even have a house you're just in a pod with a tube and i'm thinking that's what the poor people are going to live in in the future they'll be in a pod with a tube with vr and they'll be in four square feet and it's like what's that going to do to everything when you got those pod people who never leave vr and then well, you they- have your ocean floor people and it's like you'd have people living in the sky like this is going to be crazy at some point it will be crazy and it will be in the next decade.
0: So there's two points that, from what you raised. One, my last book was called Mad Genius and I talked all about the AR and the VR and and how that's gonna happen. That is, there is gonna be, you think a guy goes now, he goes to Las Vegas and he plunges his lungs out and spends his kid's uh, college fund, right? What do you think is gonna happen when he's got a virtual reality holosuite with virtual reality sex?
1: Oh, oh oh dude oh yeah i'm in on this keep going keep going man okay
0: so he goes in he looks at the menu i like blondes i like redheads i like big boobs i like little boobs i want this. i want a twosome i want a threesome i want a whatever <laughs> i mean you're going to be able to say i want to fight bruce lee and beat I, want, him. <laughs> I want to play drums for maroon five Right, I want to climb Mount Matterhorn, and this will be so real sensation that there will be people that never want to leave. Well, it's like like, World
1: of Warcraft. I used to play World of Warcraft two thousand and four, and that game is still going. People are paying, oh yeah, month, and they can't get out. They're in there just getting the dopamine hit over and over because they're a warrior and they're fighting giants or whatever. And it's not even good. They're they're on Fortnite now, but it's the same thing.
0: Right. What what the point I was making in the book is. That every, the, the whole point of the book, Mad Genius is a manifesto for entrepreneurs. And, the, the, right. and that was the second point I was going to say related to that is So when you look at the future, hard trend, soft trend, linear, cyclical, hey, I can see what's going to happen. Then you say, all right, what will the problems be? Right. Because if we want to create wealth, we add value and we solve problems. Right. If you add value and solve problems, people will crawl naked over broken glass and throw their f-ing credit card at you. That's just the reality.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonging you, Randy. Damn, I love you, dude. You know, I'm not gay, but I want to kiss you on the mouth, bro. <laughs> so, this book here, Hard Times, Hard Times Creates Strong Man, we're telling you in the, a little bit earlier, this is sold out right now. It comes out April 1st. And I talk about the trends, the 80 year cycle of war the 250-year cycle of democracy, like all these cycles. And it's about hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. That's the cycle of history. And I talk about in the book what's going to happen. Like right now we've got a feminism backlash. Like, you know, for a long time it was a masculine-dominated society where you know in the 50s it was the man was the man, the woman was the housewife. And then that's been on backlash for however long. Now you got crazy empowered feminists and you got these guys wearing lipstick and they have purses. It's like an inverse where like the woman has become the man, the man's become the woman. And I say in the book, I say, man, there is going to be a massive backlash. It's called the sexodus of men where the men get the VR and they can have whatever sex girl they want. And all of a sudden the women are going to have to say, hey, please marry me, please. Because the men never leave their sex VR. And they just go, I don't need women anymore. And all of a sudden, what happens to the whole society with the families and the dating and the mating? It's already pretty bad, man. People can't even get together, young people now. But when the men go in the VR and they're in the sex at us and they're just doing the craziest sex every day with their VR Japanese hentai girls or whatever they want, it's going to be weird watching women try to have babies. They're going to be like, hi, can you please impregnate me? And the guy's like, what do you mean you want half my sh**? Forget it. He'll go back to his sex room. And like that's like, five years away right now. Like I don't even know what's going to happen at that point with relationships and birth rates are already negative. Like, Holy shit. This is a crazy, these curves are all going to hit in a really crazy way.
0: Well, here's what I said in the mad genius book that the person, and I believe it'll be a woman that the woman who perfects virtual reality sex will become the wealthiest human being who has ever lived, right? And yes, it will be reduced reproduction, which will be a good thing. The planet can't support the kind of uh, population we have. And what I, you know, the whole point of that book is every time there's a challenge, there's a corresponding opportunity. So when this virtual reality thing happens, and it won't just be men in the pods, believe me, it's gonna be the women too. Everybody's in the pods. Everybody dogs, cats, everybody. This will be the most cataclysmic disruption in marriages and relationships in human history. Yeah, give me the And this will be it'll be an incredible opportunity for sex counselors, marriage counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, all mental health professionals.
1: Well, people go in there, they'll go insane. If you're having sex all day, the craziest sex all day, people will literally die in those pods. Yeah, and they will need need a counselor. They will need to send in rehab. Sex rehab is going to be a huge business. Open sex rehab, me
0: and you, Randy, let's go. That's what I'm saying. Every one of these, this big, we're going to face, you know, with cloning, what if you have Smith & Son hardware, and they could just clone 15 more sons, why do they ever need to hire another employee, right?
1: You say, well, that's that's kind of cool,
0: but but then how does that work on the Thanksgiving dinner right around the table? How does that, when you have 15 identical clone brothers, how does that work when they go to get the driver's license? How does it work at passport control? You don't think that crazy guy in North Korea wouldn't pay $10 billion to buy an army of 400,000 cloned soldiers.
1: Well, super soldiers, you clone your Navy SEALs, the super soldiers, that's like all the movies, you know, super soldiers coming for you and they're not regular soldiers, they're clones. That's yeah. Right, but
0: that's not movie anymore. In 10 years, that's reality, right? Now, right. cloning won't be within 10 years of that kind of scope. Like people say, well, no, it won't happen. Yes, it will. Believe me, you could have 160 nations have a summit tomorrow and agree that worldwide cloning will be banned. There's yeah. still going to be 10 countries somewhere that say, Hey, we don't have any gold. We don't have any diamonds. We'll we don't have <laughs> we we'll be the cloning company country right, right. North Korea already told us they want 400,000 soldiers, right? So it will happen. And so right. again, each one of those is going to create a challenge. And then that challenge is going to create an opportunity.
1: Let me ask you this, Randy. So, so, I got two things come to mind. Dude, I'm loving this conversation. I'm Mick loving it. Not just loving I'm Mick loving it. Um, two things come to mind here. One is, you know, when you get to the virtual sex and you get to the clones and all this synthetic, you know, you're going to have DNA perfect babies. Like they're all going to look like models and they're all going to be designer babies. You're going to sing it. You're going go go to go in the
0: doctor's office and there's going to
1: be a menu board. Right,
0: and you're gonna say, "I want the Tom Brady quarterback gene, right? I want the Maya Angela
1: poetry gene. Yeah, she can sing like crazy and yeah. whatever. Like we're gonna get to some like super race versus subhuman race thing going, where the super race and the subhuman race is you know, not gonna be able to compete. What happens to things like you know? It's interesting. Like I came out of the jungle. I was fasting on water for 40 days in the jungle in uh, December. That's what I was doing. I was fasting. Yeah. And I came out of the jungle like the Jesus fast, forty-day water, like Moses, uh, Aristotle, Socrates, Gandhi, Mohammed, all these guys. And I come out of the jungle, man, and I'm feeling the vibes of everything. First of all, I look crazy. I got a crazy beard. I'm wearing a fucking house coat in the airport in SJO airport in Costa Rica, and the security's following me everywhere because I look like <laughs> a crazy like murderer. I got beads and everything on,
0: and I'm walking
1: <laughs> through the airport. And it's crazy because I'm feeling the vibes of the floor. I'm feeling the vibes of the plastic utensils. I'm in the store. I'm going to buy a cross for my chest because I'm like, I just wanted to wear a cross. Mm -hmm. And there's a wood cross. There's a plastic cross. I picked the wood one because I want to feel that vibration of organic material. I put it on. It's funny. When I put on the cross, security left me alone. I said I was fasting in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone goes, oh, obviously, he's religious. But when you don't have a cross on, you're going to the mental institution. So I'm walking through the the airport and everything is messing with me. All these vibes, the metal, the steel, the plastic, the fake this, the fake that. And I'm, I'm like a jungle animal. It's all hitting me and the cell phone waves are hitting me. And then I go sit in this one chair. It's made of leather. It's made of wood. It's made of organic material. It calms me down. I feel all my organs just release. I go, oh. I'm sitting in this leather and wood chair from the jungle. I go, this is why people pay money for hardwood floors. This is why people pay money for the organics and the real things. Absolutely. What's going to happen to the real thing when you got the sex at us going and the sex pods and the fake clones and the fake everything? So what's going to happen to the real thing, the real coke, when all of these imitators come out and they can all of a sudden commoditize greatness? What's going to happen to the real people? Well, it's always going to be, in
0: my opinion, it's going to be pendulum stuff. Like one of the other things i predicted in the book is that there will be a movement toward people who want to get unplugged off the Mm -hmm. grid. Like right Mm -hmm. now you have people that literally, they take this thing to bed, they send their last tweet, and then they. Put it next to them. That phone is next to, you know, charges all night. They yeah. wake up and the first thing in the morning, they check to see how many people like their Instagram post from yeah. that Ferrari they rented yesterday, so, <laughs> right? At some point, people are going to say, no, you know,
1: I'm going to unplug. And there will be a movement toward that. What's well, already and, going? I mean, dude, I went to the jungle 90 days, no cell phone towers. Bro, well, see, and it was you're, great. you're a
0: perfect example of it, right? But I also but, like, I went to my a, Twitter. I'm on
1: both ends of the pendulum and I'm going insane right now. I'm back in society. I just got back. I'm like, what the f*** is this? And then I want to just go back to the jungle and hide. Like well, I'm okay. on both ends of the spectrum. I'm yeah. like, I'm going insane and I'm going insane. Like, help me, Randy. What do I do?
0: I, we all are. We all are facing that thing because it's like, yeah, I just want to be unplugged. And then they're like, but then I can't use Uber. I can't get my Uber Eats delivered. My bird scooter in San Diego doesn't work unless I have my mobile phone with me. You know what I mean? So we are going to be pulled, but everything, like I say, it will become, you know, the pendulum goes this far this way. And then it will like, you know, one of the biggest, you know, my big investment thing, I always say I like gold and platinum and silver. I like damn let's metals. put it
1: on man you because got some chains on let's put it on this
0: this is um the only real form of payment in the world because right. dollars and pesos and pound these are just meme money they're they're made up they're they're main they're memes Fake. created by humans right Fake. yeah so you say the value of gold is a finite resource but the truth is at some point when we're mining asteroids and it's cheaper to bring gold and platinum and silver from the asteroid than it is to bring it out of Earth, the price will go down, right? Right. It's just pendulum stuff. So again, the future's always here. It's just not evenly distributed. So you look at where, you know, every little area, you know, I remember going through the barrios in, in San Salvador and shaky, shaky, Daddy Yankee is just booming out of the barrios everywhere I go. And that song hadn't hit in the U.S. Nobody knew Daddy Yankee. Right. But I saw that in the streets of San Salvador, and I say that sh- is going to be huge in the U.S. That's well, like Mambo
1: Number Five. I ever heard Mambo Number. Oh five. yeah, and yeah, of nine. course. I was, like, I was like, that's a hit. I mean, I saw Ricky Martin's uh, da 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 da, da. Oh, Live in La Vida Loca. Loca. As soon as I saw yeah. it, I was like, that's a f- hit. And then, and then we had Mother f- Mambo Number Five. Yeah, and yeah. Ricky Martin every day. It was like. Every, it was like mama number five, Ricky Martin, mama number five, Ricky Martin. I was like, holy shit. I called the guys like, first. I thought like, it's a hit and it would not stop until I don't know, they're, Ricky Martin they're an earworm, yeah. came out or whatever. And
0: the yeah. point is if you're actually listening in the streets, you're going to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys who want to get after the grind, who want to hustle, who want to get, that's what you got to be doing. you got to have your ear on the street see what's happening in the real world not what's the mm-hmm. the the new report from mm. jupiter consulting <laughs>
1: go ahead i'm jogging <laughs> you bro because i always say you've got to go to the street you got to watch the guy moving money you got to smell it you got to feel it it's visceral okay. you're a street psychologist you're a street hustler and it's always on the street and i love you man Like I said, I want to kiss you on the mouth, but I'm not (laughs) into dudes. So question for you right now, Randy. Now, this is like, mm, it's a great conversation. You know, we got to talk about eliminating realtors. I'm an investor. So realtors, I have a interesting relationship with them. But um, one thing I want to way, I don't even
0: remember the app, but I was just talking with my friend two days ago. He's a real estate investor and he just bought his first property on the app.
1: Oh, damn. Didn't
0: didn't see the property. He just Did said app done. He went to the app. They got like a 360 camera. They showed him the unit, wow. the whole price,
1: the all, everything was inspections done. and everything. Cause that's what I think. All, it's so much all
0: handled this. on this app. You know, oh, they inspection
1: company, everything. Oh, shit, bro. Total yeah.
0: soup to nuts. And he bought his first two investment properties on his smartphone, sight unseen.
1: Wow, the future is here. So Randy, question for you. Now you're in the education space you do info products whatever. What's going to happen? Like are we going to plug in our brain and just instantly learn like the Matrix one day or do you think you know, I was watching Elon Musk talk about this. He said, you know, the bandwidth on the human brain is only so much. And that's a limiting factor. Like we could download information instantly, but the the flesh suit we live in, this human flesh suit is limited in us uploading it to ourselves. What do you think is the future of education? Is it going to be the matrix? Is it going to be schools? Is it going to break down? What's going to happen to education in the future?
0: The future of education is thought leaders.
1: Damn, I'm gonging you. Oh, why am I clapping? I just gong you. Yeah, Damn, because here. here's
0: the example. I'm masterminding with some buddies of mine. They're authors and consultants and things. And yeah. And one of the guys says to me, You know, I wrote my new book and I gave it to my agent and he said, this book is great, but I think it's all opinion. There's no research to back it up. Right. So he said, so what I did, I found this company and they do research and they went and they conducted all this research and now we put it in the book and now, you know, and so he was all excited about having to find this research. So he asked me what I thought. I said, if my agent, told me hey randy i love this book but it sounds it's it seems to me like it's opinion i would say of course it's opinion you dumb (laughs) that's what i get paid for (laughs) (laughs) i'm a thought leader people buy my book because they want to know what i think about it so randy
1: can you look in the can you look in the camera now and say i'm a motherfucker thought leader i'm gonna (laughs) gong you for the kids at home because dude i'm gonna put this up on instagram boys take down this we're putting it up on the instagram on the stories (laughs) opening to the youtube i'm a motherfucking thought leader by randy gage let's do it i'm gonna gong you i'm a motherfucking thought leader yeah
0: all right that's dude that's, That's the awesome. point is there is so much information. There's so much overload. We don't there's nothing that you can't fig, find the info in ten seconds on your smartphone. But what right. people need is the discernment.
1: Mm-hmm. Curation. That,
0: yes. And not just curation, but interpretation. Ooh. Right? They've oh, got damn. so we know what we can see, you know, so in other words. You got people writing books, and they say, "Okay, here's what all the trends are." You know, I researched, I read uh, twenty different books by all the twenty experts, and here's all the the trends that are happening. Who That's cares? Anybody yeah. can do that. That makes right. you an expert, right? Mm. Napoleon Hill was an expert. He interviewed for, you know Firestone and Carnegie, and you know all those
1: people. Right. But, that,
0: but he wasn't a thought leader.
1: Henry he, Ford was a thought leader, bro.
0: Exactly. And I got what- Henry
1: Ford on my wall behind the computer and I got to read this quote. Cause it's exactly what we're talking about. He says a business that is absolutely devoted to service. will only have one problem with profit. It will be embarrassingly large. And we have that one picture of him and that one quote in every room in my mother office, every room. Wow. And I say wow. service people service. And we also have a plan to get to a hundred million revenue on the wall next to it. And guess what, ladies and gents, it's service. Cause you cannot, you can never fake service. That's, that's going to be hard. That's going to be very hard. The brand experience and the service, mm, going to be the last thing to go. Yeah, personal branding. And yeah. then you can
0: build it around service. So yeah. again, th- to me, that's the future because you we already know, right? There's uh, Whether it's sports, whether it's science, whether it's rockets, whether it's real estate, whether it's anything. Yeah. We are looking for people who can interpret and analyze the data and do the critical thinking. Right. And that's what is, the problem with education now is they teach people what to memorize. They don't oh. teach kids how to think. Right. So that's what, and it's a skill, it's a skill you can develop. You learn how to think. So then you learn to be a critical thinker and use discernment and lateral thinking and logical thinking and creative thinking and that's where the
1: breakthroughs are that's the uh, conceptual age where the information age is over on the conceptual age of people who can synthesize all the information concepts and you know it's interesting randy like i'm a viking raider as you can see with my beard here uh very <laughs> viking got some nordic blood and with this company black card i'm raiding the universities and i want to intercept all those kids that would normally go to a university they can come to my university and we'll teach them how to be entrepreneurs raise capital sell market negotiate all those entrepreneur skills hardcore 5 years it's going to cost 150 grand just like a university what they pay for that they sell over there but i think you i think education's ready for a huge disruption right now there's a massive massive disruption going on and i'm a little viking in my boat ready to raid that because I think it is so finished it is so finished and when I get resumes with people with MBAs and stuff I throw them in the trash because usually they just were in school for like 20 years and they don't know anything yeah. about the real world what do you think about those robots that come out of the schools listen I, I love what you're doing
0: I, you know one of the things I, I think it was the mad genius book that I said if I owned Apple or Google what I would do is I would create my own high school Oh, 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 oh. Damn, that's, that knocked the gong over, Randy. <laughs> yeah, because and then I would have a, the college courses, but I, w- I would start my own high school and I would say, listen, we're going to give you a high school and a college education for free because we're looking for the next generation of people for Apple or Google or whatever. So you send in your application from everywhere in the world. We don't, if you're in India, if you're in uh, Uruguay, we don't care. You send us an, you know, a a scholarship application and then we're going to put you in a dorm. We're going to give you meals and we're going to feed you and we're going to put you in an internship where you're going to come into the office and you're going to work every day, but you're going to be getting classes. And with and, and that's where you're going to hire your people from your own <laughs> apprenticeship, high school, college program. Because the truth is, if you're running Apple, you can't. Purdue University is not going to send you the people you need. Harvard yeah. isn't going to send you the people you need. Stand They're up.
1: behind. They're behind. They're like twenty
0: five years control. behind over there. They're and, and twenty five years behind. In technology, is like being a thousand years. It's
1: a far. million years, bro. You're a dinosaur. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. You're a dinosaur. Dude, dude I got I to gotta add to this because I'm, I'm McLovin' you, man. Um, 2005, I'm at the University of Manitoba. Now, Randy, I don't even know if you know where Manitoba is. It's like the middle of Canada. That's, we live in Winnipeg here. It's cold. It's, it's, I can show you outside. It's motherfucking cold. I wear fur because it's so damn cold here. So I think it's cruel, but it's cold. Wear your damn fur. So I'm in the University of Manitoba, puts out their brand new program. Listen to this. You're going to laugh. Cutting edge program in 2005, University of Manitoba was putting out a motherfucking jazz program. Guess what? Jazz has not been cool since 1959 when Miles Davis invented the cool. But in 2005, what is it, like 50-something years later, they're coming out with jazz. And I remember I was in the music school and I was an entrepreneur. I had a rock band. I wanted to be a rock star. And I uh-huh. said to them, I said, you know, Ableton Live is really hip right now. It's a brand new software. Or it's newer. I said, Ableton Live, which all the DJs are using these days, all the biggest guys, you know, the David Guetta and the, you know, they're all using Ableton. I said, Ableton Live is cool. I said, Do you guys have a course on Ableton? They said, No. I said, How about a course on like mixing, sampling, producing, production? No, we don't have that. How about a, a course on like rock and roll? How about a course on, no, we don't have that. They cut off at jazz in 1959 and they're bringing that out in 2005. I said to my professor, my poetry professor of all people. I said, why the f- are they putting this out in 2005? They're like 50 years late to the party. He said, well, we have a system that's kind of, sh-ty. he said, you have to publish a journal and then someone has to publish a journal and publish a paper and publish a paper. And this system of paper publishing takes so damn long that by the time the cutting edge thing comes out and it's approved by all these publishers, you're 50 years behind. And I went, Holy sh- this is the scariest thing because I didn't want to nice. be a jazz musician. I'm like, why am I taking jazz? This is the stupidest thing I've ever done. I want to be a rock star. I have no way of doing that. I wish someone would offer me rock star school because i would figure it out, you know? But that's how crazy it is, Randy. Do you see what I'm saying, bro? Let me let me add to that two thoughts because one, I'd
0: say, again, when pendulum, when everybody's zigging, you want to be zagging, all right? Oh,
1: dude, hold on. I got to gong you for that. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the truth
0: is, there will be a demand for opera for classical music for jazz mm. right because at some point when the pendulum goes this far it'll go the other way
1: right people well, say bring back the guitar can i please hear some yes, guitar please right. go ahead here and send like
0: stuff. me oh, i'm sure. like if i when i'm dictator of the world every song that ever comes out will be required to have a guitar solo right <laughs> that's just there's no song that isn't better with a guitar solo right right or
1: yeah. how about an actual guitar because most of them don't even have guitars they don't have singers they don't have right. words and they well, don't that's have rhythms the point is,
0: i was going to say get the average person pull up their spotify list take 20 songs 19 of those 20 songs do not have an actual musical instrument played on them. Right. It's all samples on a computer. Yeah. So the truth is that's what colleges have to teach for music is how to do that. Now go right. the other way though, just to show you the zigzag. Uh, I actually appreciate opera, even though I'm a, you know, former head banging rocker guy like you.
1: Dude, I can tell you're a rocker, man. I, I look at you. I'm like, this guy's a rocker. I just know it. It's a rock star. <laughs> Yeah. So uh,
0: anyway, so I go to the opera. So they ask me to be on the board. I'm a big contributor, you know, donor and everything. And so they asked me to be on the board and then, you know, how do we, we need to sell more tickets. We need to raise more money. So this is like 10 years ago. And I say, well, here's what we need to do. We need to create some Twitter seats in the auditorium. Mm. Like, what do you mean? I'm like for people who want to tweet, we need to, give them a space where they could because you know if you take out your phone at the opera i mean they're gonna some little old blue-haired lady's gonna Whip start them. clutching her pure pearls and you know go crazy so they're like twitter in the opera we can't and i'm like
1: so i get out their program which is it like all like that's Kodak talking to Instagram. Kodak saying, you can't right, do that right, Instagram. Right. And Instagram's like, oh, I'm going to eat your lunch. Or that's like uh, Blockbuster and Netflix. Like, come on, guys, bring it in the 21st century.
0: I take out their program, which has all of the people who donate at least 100000 or more. Oh. So I'm in there, right? So there's me, and then there's this one. And I say, let's look at these pages. So I go through, they've got like 20 people who've donated $100,000. Right. i am the only one Under a hundred. I mean, right?
1: Mercy gong,
0: mercy gong right there. Damn. I mean, they're all literally, some of the people are literally already dead. They've created a foundation which donates every year, and their picture is one of those Baroque oil paintings. A a death mask. It's a death mask,
1: for God's sake. And I'm
0: like, Do you guys understand all your donors are going to be dead in 10 years? If you don't attract people under 35 and introduce them, people don't know. Like I would bring friends to the opera and they've never been to the opera. And then they would see you get a soprano up there or a tenor. They're singing to an auditorium of 2000 people without a microphone. Right. Oh, they're killing it. Projecting. They have learned how to breathe and how to project and how to sing so that they can sing to an auditorium of two thousand. and when a twenty year old who's used to Lady Gaga and Madonna and whatever well, and
1: gaga she, Gaga is an opera singer she can do opera, but Madonna probably can't
0: <laughs> no but i mean they, they they've just seen electronic and microphone and yeah. whatever, and they 've never seen anyone who could do i mean there are people the guy on uh, the uh what's the uh uh Panic in the Disco, that guy, Adam Lambert. I mean, there's people oh, that they Adam got Lambert's a set of pipes. Crazy. I'm getting chills. Woo! He's yeah, I mean, he's chill. got a set of pipes. Like. Chris
1: Cornell. Chris Cornell was pretty sweet. From so,
0: yeah, I mean, there's people like that, but very few. So, But if opera's going to survive, they're going to have to get people under the age of 100 who would
1: appreciate it. If jazz is going to survive, the same thing. Yeah, they need so, the Happy Meal to bring in the kids. We need yeah, the Happy you, Meal. It's like, here's something. a burger, here's a Coke. Yeah. Here's your fries. Kids, get started with the happy meal. Here's the toy. And then they work up to the quarter pounder with cheese, and they work up to the Big Mac one day, and then the double Big Mac with bacon, and then they die after that because that's too yeah, much. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Randy, we gotta, we're running out of time, bro. i got to ask you a couple questions, to ask everybody just for fun. Uh, some of my favorite ones here. Now, if you can go back to the beginning and talk to the young Randy Gage. We're talking 14 years old, 15. What's a, what's a piece of advice you give yourself? Believe
0: in yourself first. Invest in yourself first. Mm. You're the most important resource you're ever going to have. It isn't about money. It isn't about education. It isn't, it's about believing in
1: yourself. Gonging you for that, buddy. I got chills. You're giving me chills over here. Randy, we got to hang out, man. We got to hang out. Um, next well, one. Ain't going to be in f- minnetonka or whatever oh, you are Manipola, bro, <laughs> in the, in the summer, winter <laughs> i'll come you're, you're down on the beach i'll come down to the beach man it's fine it's fine now um next one here top three books that changed your life randy oh i did a blog on this uh, if i could pull it up quick well
0: number uh, one on the list on fast it's rapid num- fire. number one on the list is ayn rand um the um not the fountainhead the other one atlas uh, shrugged. atlas shrugged Yeah. That was the first book that introduced me to the concept of living by a congruent philosophy. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that- How old were you to read that? How old were you, Randy? I was like 30. Wow. I got that out. So I had a mentor. He said, if you want to be a capitalist, you got to read Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. And he said, if you want to be a communist, you read Karl Marx, Das Kapital. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a capitalist. I want to be rich. I was trying to be a rock star. And I said, okay, I read Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Number two, most influential book in the United States after the Bible, by the way, which is super cool. Yeah, And, and I read it. It was 1100 pages. Gosh, I was probably 21 years old and it just galvanized. It just strengthened my philosophy To the point where Mm -hmm. I was just like, here it is. This is it. There's no contradictions anymore. Bang. So what a gift. Number two book for you. Maybe I'm looking for,
0: okay, here we go. Here's my blog. I wrote the 10 books that transformed my life. So number one was Atlas. Number two, I wrote Fit for Life by Harvey and Marilyn Diamond, Mm. which wasn't even on my list a couple of years ago, but I was thinking about it this year because I had done a list like in 2011. I looked at it now and I realized there's a book I read like 30 years ago and I still practice what I read in that book 30 years ago about food combining, only eating fresh fruit before noon. And, you know, when you really, once you hit past 30, 40, you start to realize, wow, health is really important. If you want to be successful, you need your body to be able to keep up with your mind. And so that book was number two. Number three was The Science of Mind by
1: uh, Ernest Holmes. Wow. You know what I love is two of those I've never heard of. So and I love food combining, dude. That's 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 money right there. Now, Randy, for the young kids, we got a lot of young people watching the show, 14, 18, 22, 25, you know, young, under 35 crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the one thing, number one thing the young people need to succeed these days? Critical thinking. What does that mean? What does that critical thinking mean? You know, kids hear that. They hear the word critical. They hear the word thinking. Don't know what it means. What does it mean? it means you think in a critical
0: strategic way so the 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 when somebody tells you something you question the premise because if the premise is wrong everything that comes off of the premise is wrong so somebody tells you hey you need an education to be successful well we need to question that premise they tell you you need money to make money no we need to question that premise You need this degree. You're too young. You're too old. You're too fat. You're too thin. You're too, you're in the wrong minority group. You can't, you know, here's what I would say to you guys, 15, 20, 25 years old. You're going to say the system is rigged against me. And you know what? It's true. It is. So get over it. Yeah. The truth is if you are a white male in the united states you got an advantage that other people don't have that people in africa would kill for that people in latin america would kill
1: for but literally kill you for it they would literally take a knife a butter knife and kill you just to be that yeah
0: Yeah.
1: um so but the truth is
0: you know and you know i i moved out of the house when i was 15 years old i lived on the street okay I've been a teenage alcoholic, a teenage drug addict. I was in jail for armed robbery when I was 15 years old. So I get all that. I've had all the discrimination and the the challenges and the thing, but it doesn't matter. You say, but life isn't fair. Great, it's true, life is not fair. But we live in the greatest time in human history. The fact that you can watch this podcast or listen to this podcast right now, on a smartphone that has more computer power than you know 20 years
1: ago when we went to space (laughs) we went to space in quotes i don't know if we did but we're saying we we did we really did so We really, and you know, to
0: understand you could, what you could do now on eBay, what you could do reselling on Amazon, what you could do, you know, you start a dog walking business, you start a lawn mowing business, you start a whatever. You, I mean, the the possibilities are endless. So my thing I'm gonna tell the young guys and gals is, you can be a victim or you could be a victor. right But you can't be both. So you better choose right now. If you want to be a victim, then you say, oh, the odds are against me. You know, I'm in this minority or I'm a woman or I'm too young or I don't have money. Right. Or you can be a victor and say, I'm in charge of my own destiny and I'm going to make it
1: happen. Randy, victim or victor. I love it. How can people buy your book and make Randy Gage more money? Let's make him rich, guys what what's the book how can people go buy it let's make randy rich let's get him some money
0: Uh, all right so i'm
1: loving loving randy let's hear what let's hear what he's got book is called direct selling
0: success um the other books that would be appropriate for these people would be mad genius and risky is the new safe they're all on amazon you know they're everywhere so you know but Amazon's probably your best bet
1: Love it, Randy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Respect the grind, brother. It's an honor to be here with you, my fellow treasure mapper. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power
0: Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube uh, let people know what you think of the Power of Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.